Welcome to the Conic Blueprint, where we talk about topics in the recruiting and staffing industry with the end goal to help improve people's lives. I'm Jen Fitzke with my co-host, Tom Gettle. This podcast is brought to you by Conic, a technical recruiting company focusing on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. Find out more at coniknetwork.com. Let's talk about counter offers. Yeah. Because it is going on right now. I feel like two years ago, it was a hot topic with the people that we were recruiting and kind of finding our candidates were accepting a lot of counter offers. And just with the state of the economy right now, of course, companies are making counter offers to keep their top talent um, or any talent really, because there's such a shortage of really qualified people for positions right now. So I know I'm running into it. I know my colleagues are running into it. Um, So I wanted to talk to people today about reasons to when it's good to take a counter offer and reasons why it's not good to take a counter offer so that people can really dissect where they are and figure out which of these positions that they really are in. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a, um, topic that is becoming more and more popular and more, more of a part of any hiring process. And it's part of a job search process. And for companies, it's part of the hiring process. It's for sure. It isn't already a theme for companies. It's going to be more so. And as candidates are looking, certainly they think, or wherever they are in that journey, they, in the back of their mind, they got to be thinking, well, what if, what if I do accept the counter or what would I do? Mm-hmm. It's a great, great question to be asking themselves. It really is. There's a lot of people who are loyal to their employer, which is fantastic. So they, they of course, want to go to their employer and let them know, look, I have this other offer, but I, I want to do the right thing and let you know. But I think even before they get to that point, there need to be there needs to be some really honest introspection with that candidate. Um, and I think we can do the, everybody a service right now by kind of guiding them through the steps to take before they even get to the application stage and looking outside their own company. And how do you go talk to whoever you report to, whether it's a line manager or a engineering manager or an owner, a president of a company? How do you have those difficult conversations? So lots to go over. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe we should point start- to, to really back up and because counter offers come at the many times at the last minute on yeah. last day or when they get the maybe the day they get another offer, then they, they put in their their notice of their current company and either that day or the week after, then a then a counter offer comes where I think what you're what you're suggesting, Jen, is to have have that counter offer before before it needs to be, before it needs to be a counter offer conversation. It's it's more of a, a sit-down heart to heart with someone at your current organization, whether it's HR or your direct leader, whoever you're, you're comfortable with having that conversation about, Hey, I'm having, I'm, I'm, I'm not challenged or I'm not, I don't right. feel X. I don't feel like I've been, been given the opportunities um, that I was, was hoping for at this stage of my career at this right. company where I think, you know, to take a step back, you know, looking for a new career, looking for a new position is, is one of the most important 
decisions anybody will make in their right. lives. And it ranks up there with, you know, who are you going to marry? What house are you going to buy? What, what neighborhood are you going to live in? What car do you want to drive? It's, it's right, right up there, you know, and, and many, many cases of above all of that, uh, or close, close to the top. So it's, it isn't, shouldn't be, um, like, Oh, I, a recruiter called me out of the blue and offered me 15% more. So I'm going to take it. Like it's, it's, um, I think it's a much more, more serious matter, um, to really reflect and think before you go too far into your job search. Like why, why are you looking like, I mean, like, like would any major life decision, you have to take some time. And if it's, if it is money, I think um, it's a very important reason to look. At the same time, you know, money it only only takes people so far for from a fulfillment standpoint. And if that's the case, many times it's conversation that could be had internally. Um, if it's um, challenging work, or if, if it's if someone is looking to advance their career, I think can I think what you're kind of suggesting, Jen, is can some of those conversations be had before you even bother with starting? to look, right? Exactly. There have been people, you know, recruiting 101 is when you ask somebody why they're looking, you keep asking why, because eventually you're going to get to the real reason. Uh, And if it's money, that's fine. It's money. But when I have candidates that have come to me and have said, I just don't think I'm being paid what I'm worth, they're probably right. However, I, I generally turn them back to their company I, because they are a counteroffer risk. And I walk them through what we're going to talk about today about, okay, well, if they were to make you a counteroffer of X, Y, or Z, and, and they promise this and they pay you this, would you stay? Oh, well, yeah, if they did that, I'd stay. Oh, okay, great. Well, now you know, now you know what, what, what your wish list is. Now you know what to go to your manager, your HR to ask for. Have those conversations ahead of time. Save yourself. It's so much easier to talk to people that you already know, who already know your work, who already know your accomplishments, who already know. And if you go and you do that and you give them a chance to work with you on that, you're showing them more loyalty rather than going and interviewing and burning your PTO and talking to all of these other companies and then going and saying, well, I have this other offer, but I want to do the right thing and, you know, let you know about it. What can you do to keep me? And then having them scramble because that's what they are doing. They are scrambling to get back to you with another offer. So I think Mm -hmm. here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about reasons not to take a counter offer. And then how about you take the other side of it? Because sometimes they do work and sometimes they're, sure. it's, it probably is the better thing to take them, but more often than not, it's not. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to talk about, okay, so you've gone to give your notice and you get this great counter offer. Here's one thing I always tell people to think about is why should you need to quit or threaten to quit to be paid what you're worth? If you've had those conversations with your manager or HR or whomever that person is at your company ahead of time, and they're not able to give you a salary increase, okay, then I think it's valid. Your search is valid. But if they all of a sudden come back with it and say, oh, don't leave, we do have this, 
that that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. It should be a red flag for you. Do you have any added thoughts on that part of it? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If you, if you have had those conversations with, with your leader um, or with mm-hmm. an advocate, you know, whoever might have had the, the ability to, um, to change your current situation, if you've had that and you're, you feel like you're not being heard, well then, then by all means, then, then I think right. you've done your due diligence. Then it's sort of, then it's sort of like in your mind, like, okay, I've, I've gone down that road. I've already, I've already handled the counter offer already preemptively. Now I'm, I want to look forward and look for another opportunity elsewhere. Yep. And then that's in, in perfect world. Then, okay, now I'm going to look for another opportunity outside of this company. Um, and I'll find a, find um, something that I will enjoy more or be, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is that you're not finding your current company. You, you will then you know, be more set on changing roles after that. The other thing that people uh, find, and this has happened with candidates I've worked with that have accepted counteroffers, is along with raises, the companies make additional promises to keep me people. Maybe it's a title change. Maybe it is the added responsibility. Keep in mind for, for folks, generally companies can't move that fast to make changes. They'll do something. I'm, I'm going to promise you this in six months. I'm going to promise you this in three months. Most companies, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of companies just can't move that fast to make yeah. those promises come true. You're right back where you were. And generally within six months of people accepting counteroffers, this has been my experience. Now there are going yeah. to be people listening to this. It's not their experience. And I will accept that. In my experience, generally I get a call back within six months from people saying, gosh, I'm, I, I made a mistake. Is that job still available? Or can we work with you again? Or, you know, something like that. Sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, I think one, one, one thing that maybe prevents people from having that conversation is, is this word maybe gets overused, but it's fear. They, yep. they're, they, and not being vulnerable. And for whatever reason, they, they don't have a strong enough relationship with their manager to be vulnerable to say, Hey, yeah. I really think my worth is this, or I really, I'm disappointed that I wasn't interviewed for that position. Their fear that by doing so they'll be quote unquote retaliated against, or maybe that it'll make the relationship with the manager worse. And then they're like, okay, now where, now where does this leave me? Right. So, so I think it's, you're exactly right. The, the, the best solution is to have these conversations early, but yeah, that, that requires vulnerability and that requires courage and putting yourself out there. That's what I was going to, that's what rang in my head is just, you're putting yourself out there and it, you might, you might, I mean, what's the worst they're going to say? The worst they're going to say is no, you're not going to get fired because you went and talked about, you know, where you want to go in your career. Managers want that. You know, gone are the days of a company identifying somebody and saying, boy, you know what? Great job. Here's your promotion. It's really all about you identifying your worth and what you want at the company and going and making that happen and asking for it and keeping putting yourself out there for projects and recognition. Okay. So you've given your, you've given your notice. You've, you've, now you've accepted a counter offer. I want people to see what's going on on the company side. Now, again, this is from the negative point of view. You'll give us the pros for this in a little bit. But 
Now I want people to understand that you've become a liability for the company. They're questioning your loyalty. And a lot of times, again, not all the time, I recognize there's exceptions, but a lot of times the people that have accepted counteroffers, they are now in line at the top of the list for future layoffs. Um, I just want people to really understand that they can put themselves in a dangerous position now. Yeah. And that's another question to, you know, it's not the most positive thing to think about, but when, when thinking about counteroffer, think you kind of do a self-assessment of yourself and, and your peers. Like if there were to be a downsize, are you the ones that are you, are you a person that would be would be kept, or would you be would you be a candidate for a layoff, layoff if someone if if the company needed to lay off even ten percent of their workforce? Yeah. But how have your reviews been? Have they been great? Well, okay, great. If you've been if your reviews haven't been really positive the last couple of quarters or last couple of of um, reviews, then you know yeah. to your point, you know maybe um, maybe it's a good time to leave anyway. Well, let's play that out a little more. It kind of leads into my next point is for people that do accept counteroffers, generally those counteroffers bump people up to like the top. Sorry, dinner's ready. (laughs) (laughs) They bump people up to the top of the salary spectrum for the level of work that they're at. I would really question, are you going to get future raises? They might say, no, we have no more room to raise you. We gave it all to you. So mm-hmm. now are you going to get a raise for the next two, three years until you get your next promotion to the next level of where you are? Yeah. And then the last point I want people to really understand and consider is that you've kind of raised your hand. If we're going with the the thread of you're now a liability to your company, they may offer you a counteroffer to keep you as a stall tactic until they can now interview and hire somebody who's cheaper. Uh, and the reason I want people to understand this, especially if we're going to talk about it in light of future layoffs, who gets laid off at a company? Generally, it is people, sometimes it's people who, you know, for last one hired, first one fired. It's sometimes. Generally, though, it's the people who are at the top of the salary spectrum, because that's the biggest margin for the company on their return. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Something to be, something to be aware of. And I mean, I think everyone kind of would agree, like being in a counter offer situation, no matter who you are, the candidate, the hiring manager on either side or recruiter like you and or I, it's not fun. Nobody, nobody, the candidate themselves, it's an uncomfortable position to, for a candidate to be put in that they're, they're now torn and and basically required to make a decision of what they know. And then a great opportunity they're excited about, but, but now the current, current company is asking them to stay. Um, So it's really, it's an uncomfortable conversation around that counter offer for, for anybody. It's not comfortable for the candidate first and foremost, and it's not comfortable for the manager who's trying to keep the employee. It's not, uncomfortable for a recruiter and, and mm-hmm. the new hiring manager. It, um, I don't, I don't, you know, it's not, no matter, no matter what happens, it's not going to be, not everybody's going to be happy. Right. Um, and, and um, some great things to think about Jen is, is, you know, really, really taking a step back before you get too far into the job search is yep. this, you know, why are you looking really, what are, what are the top three reasons why you're really looking and, and can those be resolved in your current role? Hopefully it can be. And it's kind of yeah. your point. Like that's the best case is there where you are and get promoted within and, and grow mm-hmm. there. If those top three 
reasons, you know, aren't being resolved, then, then absolutely, then, then be, you know, more, more steadfast and, and, um, look forward, um, without needing to look back. Why, why is it a good idea? Yeah, I don't think it's ever, I wouldn't say it's ever a good idea to accept. It's not, not good. I think, um, psychologically, why someone would and why people do is at the end of the day, people, they want safety. They want, they want consistency in general. Humans do not like change. We don't like, I don't think we really like changing roles. Like, yes, it's it's a rush for the first couple of weeks for the the welcome to do new employee meetings and happy hours and accolades of starting. Uh, Of course that burns off quickly. Um, But on the flip side, you know, if, if, if an employee is, is comfortable and, and likes working with their manager, likes the type of products that they're designing or, or buildings that they're designing. They generally like their work, but maybe there's one thing that, that whether right. it's a title or maybe it's a 10% pay increase, if that's the one thing, then, okay, resolve that. Then I'm hundred percent happy. And some, like, I think some people are, many people, many people are just uncomfortable. Right. Understandably. So having that conversation about, Hey, nobody likes to talk about pay, especially Midwesterners. We just don't like pay. We'll talk about anything except pay. Um, but then that's a, sometimes it's the best way to have it because someone's just not comfortable. Yeah. An employee, many people are not comfortable initiating that conversation by putting in your resignation that puts the onus back on the leader or the HR manager to start that conversation. And maybe at the end of the day, that the top two or three reasons the candidate was simply uncomfortable having that initiating that conversation. Yeah. I think once the conversation starts, it's it's not that bad, but it's that initiating that conversation, that fear of doing so, put that on the manager side. Then okay, then then now let's have that conversation. So I think I think yeah. that's that's part of it. And so like well, who like we're all humans, right? Human right. nature is is to avoid conflict, avoid change, and there's great comfort in in having the. Uh, having long tenure and that that's should be celebrated. Um, and so reasons why people do, and, and in many cases, why, why I would argue they, they should is because there is great stability. There's, there's certainly is risk of switching positions too, right? It's, it's that great unknown. Like, yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity three to six months in, are you really going to love it as much? Um, and that's just a question that I think that goes, those questions run in the back of people's mind as they're looking and as they, they accept and then they get a counteroffer. Um, and I think part of it is just having that initial conversation with the manager. People are, are, aren't are um, vulnerable or, or um, maybe are afraid for whatever reason. Putting the onus back on the manager solves that for them. Yeah, I would agree 100%. There, the last counteroffer situation that I, I had one this last year, and it was a big one. And the, the employee actually, he accepted his counteroffer at his current company. But what he did that was really smart is he got all of the promises on paper. They wrote everything out. They wrote them essentially a new employment contract. But then what they did is part of what his, what his issue was, was advancement in the company. So on paper, they wrote out what his next 90 days, six months and one year looked like. So he knew and they knew what was expected of each other for his career progression, which then was tied to a crazy amount of money. Um, so I thought that was 
I mean, that was, that was, it turned out really, really well for him. It was a bummer for me just because yeah. he was so perfect for the job that I wanted him for. But <laughs> um, yeah, it hopefully he'll end up staying there for a long time and it will work out for him. But that's a situation where for the candidate anywhere, for the employee, he's still an employee at that company. It, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So well, good discussion. Yeah, awesome. Definitely a, a timely topic and uh, the pros and cons of, of um, considering a, a counter offer. I, I think at the end of the day, even the candidate would agree that's not, not the greatest situation to be in and they, they would probably prefer not to right. go through that that, that um, upset stomach part of it, of, of going through that. It's very, very stressful for everybody involved. Um, but I think you, you hit on some really good points. Thanks. I just, I want people, their big takeaway from this is even before you get to a counter offer, even before you start interviewing, go talk to your manager. Yeah. Just go talk to them and just have a heart to heart and uh, just lay out, you know, where, and don't, in, in, anytime you go talk to a manager, you have to go in with a plan, right? If you go in and just say, well, I'm not happy, it's not up to them to make you happy. You have to go in ready to answer questions about, okay, well, what do you want? How do you want to get it? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do in the next, you know, one year, three years, five years? You have to go in with a plan. So I, yeah. that's the big takeaway that I want people to, to take from this conversation is have all of those conversations because you don't want to burn a bridge with the other companies. You know, you may use them as vendors. You may, they may become customers. You just never know how paths are going to cross. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Great talk, Jen. You too, Tom. Thanks for joining this episode of the Conic Blueprint, brought to you by Conic, a recruiting company focused on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing in the Midwest. Find out more at conicnetwork.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Also, follow this podcast for the latest episodes. We're excited to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Conic Blueprint Podcast.